Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. <laughs> My great grandma. It's 128. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. First of all, it's when not I, even 1.30. When I uh, <laughs> said bye to the boys this morning, Joe was in the shower. I said, oh, you're in the shower? Did you read the newspaper? Did you have your mm-hmm. um, cigar, cigar? Do you need me to? He was like, can you just leave, please? Let me tell can you about you Josiah. Leave? This is Joe. This is Josiah. Okay. Can you get out of my room? Okay, we're going to the office. When are you coming home? Which way is it? What, what do you, you just, you don't want me to bother you. I don't want you to not bother me, but be in the house. Yeah, he's a- alone me. from me, away from me, but not gone. Yes, that's <laughs> okay? actually very much me. Be in your, I know, I recognized it. Yeah, it is. Oh, Our snacks are not lit here. I got it. I see it too. Okay, you read? Yeah, right. Uh welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. Kevin Fredericks. And okay. And don't insult me, or Melissa gonna make an Instagram caption at you. Mary had a little lamb. Why do you find joy in this? What? The, you you said this and something else. You this defended morning. my honor. I was like, okay, Liz. I didn't know you felt that way because it didn't bother me. I've been told you that because you always be making uh, captions out of it, posts about it. I just think it's funny that people are ugly and they be like, how'd you get lists? I I want somebody. And I'd be like, favor ain't fair, playboy. Favor not fair, Josh. It burns me up inside. Why it burns you up? Because I just think it's disrespectful. Yes, because they played in my face. They're not. They're they're complimenting you. I know, but I like still take. I still think it's disrespectful. I think it's rude. Oh, honestly. It's definitely disrespectful. I just think but it's I rude. revel in it. I know that man woke up and watched that video, and the first thing he thought was how, how mm. he did that. Put the Greg. Put the white woman staring at the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine him doing watching my video. Find it, Greg. You know what I, the white you know you gotta know the white girl. You probably you know gotta send it to Greg. Be me. Greg, no, he know. You how want to... me to send what? And the white girl okay, say what? Okay, Greg, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll send you the meme. Uh, you should just send it and assume, because uh, <laughs> I think that's more accurate than not. I, that don't mean that disrespectfully or shadily, because that would be my truth as well. Um, I just think that it is uh, rude. And the trouble, though, is this, is I often find myself in a predicament where I'm trying not, because I am so serious, and I think sometimes it's hard for people to tell, like, when I'm being serious and when I'm joking, that I'm often battling, trying not to come across, and I've said this before, Mm. trying not to come across as the angry black woman or just the angry wife. Yes. And uh, even as we were... uh, I almost gave something away, but we were talking yesterday about uh, jealousy and insecurities and those kind of things. And I think those terms are often given a bad rap. And I think to a certain, well, I don't know if I should say this, but we're here now. I think there are often two sides to jealousy and two sides to um, uh, 
Insecurity. Insecurity. I don't know if insecurity is the right word, but maybe jealousy, insecurity, however you want to call it. That one side might actually be stemmed from like an actual insecurity that needs to be addressed. Right. But I think the flip side of that is sometimes that's an internal alarm bell boundary that says, I don't like this. Yeah. This yeah. is something that doesn't feel good for me. I don't like this scenario or the situation and call it insecurity if you want to, which again, sometimes I think it is, but I think the, the flip side of that is it is often a way to say in our relationship, this isn't something that I like. And so like, how can we navigate this in a way that makes me feel comfortable? Yeah. And I think when you think of insecurity and jealousy and it's only given the negative connotation, what happens is that people overlook those alarms, those internal alarms that's like, oh, this is not like I don't y'all spend a whole bunch of time together. This don't feel good, but I don't want to be called jealous. So I'm not going to say nothing. And then something happens. You're like, I knew something was off. Mm hmm. But for fear of being called jealous or insecure, you don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that there, again, I just think there's two sides of that coin. And I think that, you know, navigating which is which, I'm not saying I have all those answers, but I do think there's two sides of that coin. And because of the neg negative connotation, we're not often in tuned with the bells that made the, the whistles, the alarm system that's going off internally that says something you're not good with. Fair. I also think it's just very cute and funny that you got dressed all the way, but then you were cold and you had to put that hoodie on your arms. I actually thought it was going to be warmer today than it is. Yeah. This office, the heat never go right. Yeah. What is yes, that? It's supposed to be like 55. Degrees, said. I paid the high rent for 73. Yeah. If I wanted 55, I would have stayed in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Bex knows about it. She did. She did. And Bex is going to stick. Bex? Bex? That's the white version of Rebecca. I was going to say, I don't know. Oh, Bex is full no, white. I'll take Bex over Becky, though. Oh, I would never do that to you. Yeah, but people really look at them like, Becky, what about Nikki? Yeah, definitely not Becky. Yes, quickly, quickly, quick. Oh, my gosh. I was listening. Okay, we're going to get started. I was listening to the Oprah Winfrey podcast. Yeah, the timeout. I listened to the Oprah Winfrey podcast, and she was basically interviewing the family members of serial killers. Sorry. Yes, That's and not so where I thought you were going with that. So <laughs> she, I've, I don't know where the leap happened. I don't know why my mind was triggered by something you said that thought of Becky, this. serial killer and murder. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know how the correlation happened, but it did. And so the the guy was the son of Jim Jones. Yes, with the Kool-Aid. That's where that saying came from. Don't drink Don't the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. No. You knew that? Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. <laughs> I actually did not know that. So I was listening to it. I was like, because it wasn't actually Kool-Aid. It was no, like Kool-Aid light. light. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I didn't realize that. But anyway, her, his son is uh, a black dude that survived. His adopted son. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, wait yeah. a Sorry. second. Jim He's Jones had adopted. a lot more than I <laughs> No, he has a bunch of kids. A bunch of adopted kids. Because he was smashing them Coke members? Uh, well, yeah. But I don't know if they were. I think he actually just adopted kids, though, too. Oh, okay. Because he was just adopted. Got it, got it, got it. Like they, and I don't know if this is like urban legend or like the truth but they were saying that he was one of the first black kids to be adopted by a white guy really yes i thought that didn't happen well i, I was like, like probably in america uh when was jim jones in the 70s 90s 80s i don't know <laughs> i feel like it was i, I it was actually think maybe he was executed in the 90s look at it i'm too 
He didn't. He was like, y'all crazy for that. <laughs> uh, Jim Jones. 1978. Okay, but when was he executed? In like the early 90s? No, I'm mixing stories. I, he died. Yeah. I was like, hold on. I'm As not- I was talking, I was like, wait a minute. He died, girl. I'm mixing stories because it was like serial killer families. So. Oh, no. He shot himself. Yes. I'm mixing stories. Yeah, I'm mixing stories. So I'm did sorry. he not drink the Kool-Aid? No, I don't think he did. So I didn't get the full story, but I don't think he actually drank the Kool-Aid, but he did die. He shot himself. Yes. After the Kool-Aid? After the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was afraid they were going to be yeah. uh, raided. Well, that's why they all drank the Kool-Aid. Exactly. But why didn't he just drink it too? I don't know why he didn't drink it. He, didn't like, he don't like Kool-Aid. If you want yeah, he killed himself. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're telling me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm mixing stories. Because the other story was... Um, this other dude that was like kidnapping little boys, John, uh, somebody child. He was kidnapping little kids. He was hiding them underneath his house. But he was the one that was executed by lethal injection in the 90s, like okay, 92 or something like that. I started mixing stories. I apologize. But the point is that folks be crazy. Folks be crazy. Folks are crazy. Folks are crazy. And I was just unaware of like, I don't know why I was listening to this because sometimes Oprah Winfrey podcast is very like uplifting and like educational and like self-work and all these things. And today she was like, so what we're doing today is (laughs) interviewing the family members of serial killers. So the sister got on and was literally like, uh, the John that I know was my big brother. He was loving. He would never do anything to animals. And I was just like, but he killed like 30 kids and then hid their bodies but, underneath their house. But he never did anything to animals. Basically, that's how people be excusing stuff. That's essentially what she I mean, she I'm said. not wrong, technically. My my kids love him and miss him. And I was just like, you nah, got to find having another. Stockholm Syndrome. You got to find another platform. You just got to shut up. But it was really interesting because as I was listening to the story about um, Jim Jones, <laughs> I was listening. I said, he sound black. I don't understand. Jim Jones, I thought he was a white dude. Why does and he keeps saying his name is Jim Jones Jr., but he sounds black. Chad, I had to Google it because I was so confused. So do I. I did not know any Look of this. At, so. Yes, I actually hadn't thought about Jim Jones in a long it's time. It's so random, but these are the things that I do in the morning when I should be going live with my book club and getting dressed. What I am instead doing is listening to the Oprah Winfrey podcast and learning oh, about serial black. killers. Yes. He's a black dude, has like two or three boys right now, got remarried because his wife at the time killed herself. With the Kool-Aid or separately? Yes, with the Kool-Aid. He was playing basketball. With the son? Yes. So he was there No, he was playing. Well, he was in um, like a basketball tournament or something away from the camp. And so he missed it. Chad, I was like, this is so interesting. I did not know these things. So wait, he was hooping and he came back and the people was dead? Basically, his dad like called him or something like that, but he didn't do it. But his wife uh, killed herself and his son. And then his mama died too. Dang. I said, folks is crazy. That's all black people do. Folks is crazy. Chad, I was listening. 
That's what I. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't Kool Aid. Maybe that's why I never connected the two, child. I never connected the two. That's actually a, a terrible crime in itself. Yeah. Flavor Aid. They used to. You know how you have this is this is very random. I'm so sorry, but you know how you have fire drills. Mm-hmm. They had suicide drills. Where like if somebody's gonna run up on them. Yes. So the people were already metaphorically drinking the Kool-Aid before it was time to drink the Kool-Aid because he would have them practice the drill of like, they're going to raid wait, us. Wait, really? Yes. You have like a weird psychology about how people get caught up in cult. cult. And it's so weird because these people, these, not the people who get in the cult, but the leaders. These weird. Weird. They just be wow. Like, Yes, I'm telling you guys, super, super interesting. Now I like want to like watch something on this documentary because it was like kind of fascinating and very intriguing. <clears throat> well, now that we're done talking about cults and weirdness, Kev, do you want to tell us about what you did this morning? Yes, Melissa. I worked out today because of Noom. Let's be honest, guys. I, I had a trash February. I just, I was shooting a lot. Anytime I shoot a lot, I tend to get off track. We stayed in a hotel for a couple of days. The gym was closed. And instead of beating myself up about it, I went back and got on track yesterday and then this morning. And that's what I love about Noom. We all have good days and bad days and good weeks and bad weeks and good months and bad years. But with Noom, it's all about getting back on the proverbial bike and getting on the right track to your health and fitness goals. It's about accountability. Check in with me. Make sure I got my right workout. Make sure I'm eating right. Make sure I don't get too far off the path. And I do all that with Noom. One of the things that's really important is learning how to eat. So that way when you can't work out, you can choose a food that will aid in your weight loss goals. And how to adjust. Because at the end of the day, on a good day, I can get on the treadmill for an hour and a half. But if I have to shoot, I might only have 30 minutes. Yes. But instead of doing nothing... I can get a little bit. Right. And that, my friends, is what Noom helps me do. One thing that's really cool, though, is we've been seeing Noom, like, actual commercials, and me and Kev be like, we be doing their stuff. That's that Drake meme. Yeah. Y'all was even out here. We started this. Yes, it'd be really cool. Uh, Noom is forgiving because you're human, as Kevin was just stating. If you go off track, you'll be back on track tomorrow. Everyone is busy. That's why Noom doesn't demand much of your time. We only ask for 10 minutes a day. Over 80% of Noomers finish the program, and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year. That's actually a really high success rate. Uh, There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. <clears throat> Sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash love hour. Love hour. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom dot com slash love hour. Love hour. Ready to learn how to Ooh. live healthier? Sign up for Noom today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash love hour. Love hour. Okay. Y'all Ready. Ready. Ritz. Okay, so what we're going to do today, now that we are uh, on topic, is we're going to talk about, or I'm sorry, I, I pulled questions from the audience. Yeah. And so we're going to answer some of them. Okay. So I pulled a few already, actually. Let's start with the first one. This question is from Becca Grace Duncan. Becca Grace Duncan. How do you manage a new baby and take time with your spouse, take care of the house versus spending time together? Man, it's been a minute since we had new babies. It is. But this is something that we did. We, Melissa and I have always kind of uh, 
made sure that we found time for each other. When we were young, by the grace of God, we had community of other parents. Mm-hmm. My brother had small kids. Melissa's sister had small kids. Um, we had our friends from high school had small kids. And essentially what we would do is, you know, basically a, a take for a take. You take my kids for a day, a night, a weekend. So me and Melissa can go. All, all we really ever could do is go down to Portland. Portland was about two and a half hours. That's we all just, we could afford. We just went down to Portland and just did what we did in Tacoma, but in Portland. Yes. We went down to the uh, the mall. You could buy Faith. stuff. Was it tax-free no, or duty-free? it was duty tax-free. Free? Uh, tax-free. Yep, tax-free. We went down to Lloyd Center. Yep. And the Rose Rose Garden area. And, you know, we just there was a place there that had really good milkshakes and blueberry milkshakes. Yes, this is what I remember. I was like, Burgerville. I, I think it was called Burgerville. Something like that. But anyway. Uh, and then we would take... Um, our friends kids like just this weekend Mel and Greg dropped off McKinley and they just went down to Laguna Beach which is not far from here but Mm -hmm. it's far enough that it doesn't feel like LA Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of times we think that if we can't get fully away like a week in Hawaii or a week in Jamaica then then we shouldn't do anything Yeah. and the truth of the matter sometimes a couple hours was valuable a night a movie um and then as they grew up, we did a little bit more time. Uh, but you have to be intentional about it, and you have to know the, the value of it, you know, because parenting young children can feel very much like a rat race. It is a rat race. Yeah, <laughs> just working, diaper change, bottle, feed, bath time, bedtime, daycare, school, pick them up. And we was, you know, church, Bible study, drop them off at children's church, pick them up children's church, jacket, shoes, where's your sock? Boom, like next thing you know, your kid's three. Uh-huh. So we had to say, okay, we're going to take this time. Can you watch our kids for us? Because we don't think we even paid people. We, no, we, we just traded money. services. And after a while, two kids, four kids, doesn't matter. So we would do a lot of, you know, watching Jay's son and daughter or kids and then going to Portland or going to the movies or going to Ruby Tuesdays or Red Lobster or El Gaucho's. Remember we thought that was expensive? It is expensive. So that's kind of what we did. Yeah, I think that was a really great answer. I think the point is to be um, intentional. I think the other thing is because housework was specifically listed, like take care of the house versus time together. Yeah. uh, I still even get caught up in the idea of I need to clean the house. I need to clean the house. I need to do this. I need to, you know, do all of these things that you... Uh, don't place value on the time that you spend with your family. And one of the things that I actually say this all the time, I've been doing a lot of interviews and at the end of them, I always say time is the, the, the one commodity that you cannot make more of. Yeah. If you waste my money, I can make more money. Yeah. Uh, If you waste clothing, I can get more clothing, whatever it is. Those things are often replaceable. What is not replaceable is your time. Once that time is spent, you cannot get it back. And I think once we truly understand that time, Time is a very precious, finite commodity. Then you recognize that cleaning the house, it don't really matter. Listen, Angel had a funny reel the other day. She, she said, did. I am raising boys, not a yes. house. This house going to be dirty. I'm just getting through. Somebody said, what if you don't have family? Believe it or not, Melissa and I use, I want to say the website was called care.com. Yep. Care.com. And we had, because in, in LA, there was a time we didn't have anybody to watch the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we trusted. Jay hadn't lived here. We didn't know Angel. Greg and Mel weren't here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and care.com is baby, basically a you find care for your site. kids. 
and you can meet the people we met with uh, the person who ended up watching the boys a couple times before we hired her. We started with small things like we're just going to go to the mall mm -hmm. for an hour or two, get used to the boys, or we brought them to the, maybe the last meeting mm -hmm. at a we park did. or something like that. Then eventually she ended up spending uh, being almost their nanny when we were on tour the first year. Or so she was so great. I loved her. She was her. fantastic. Oh. I miss her sometimes. I mean, she, the boys are older now, but she was, she was really cool. She made them boys get in the bed. We, they'd be like, hey, y'all, can Ms. we Sarah stay Miss Sarah said, we have to go to bed. Do we have to? Miss Sarah's the boss. We're in Chattanooga. Listen. But uh, so that's what we did, too. Um, you know, just be careful, obviously. Trust people. But those websites are good. They have a lot of references and things like that. But you have to invest in it and yeah. invest money monetarily and, like, the time. Because kids just be pissing. They take. They will easily consume all of your time, and if you're not intentional about keeping the um, foundation, which is always your relationship with your spouse came first, and your kids gonna lead a house. You came second. That's where the kids came from. <laughs> I made it work. Cause you sat there. I sat there and looked uh, at each individual person. Yes. 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 Joshua, Rebecca, Melissa. Yeah. So Comment anyway, I think we're done with that one. Okay. Good. All right. Next question from Seeks. And it was like a bunch of E's. Uh, how do you communicate to your partner that you aren't feeling heard in a conversation? Yeah, I like this question. I'm going to tell you, uh, I was listening to Esther Perel. I just listen to podcasts all day, if you guys haven't noticed. Uh, I was listening to Esther Perel, and they were talking about actually something completely different. But Esther stopped the lady or the guy, whoever was talking, and she said, define what that means, because that's very personal from person to person. Mm. And I thought to myself, how many times do we say something without defining what it means to me, which allows your partner to interpret it, what, what, interpret what it means to them? Say more. So what I mean by that is not being heard to me means that you're not taking what I say into consideration. You're not putting weight on it. And I don't feel like respected. Mm. Being heard to someone else may literally mean you're in your phone and I feel like you're ignoring me. Got it. Being heard, not heard to someone else may mean, I mean, it could mean so many different things that I think it's important to not say things that are like general and be like as specific as possible. That's, that's good. That, that's actually really, really good. I think um, there, especially for those like big blanket things, like I don't feel like we're close Okay, that's so big. It's vague, and it can vague mean is a better word. So really, and it can mean so many things, and leaving things up to interpretation or interpretation of from your spouse allows your needs to still go unmet. Yeah, because you haven't defined specifically what you're looking for, right. and so again, it took me a while, and I say that because it took me a while to understand what I meant and what I was saying. Right. Sometimes the easiest thing to do is say something that's really vague and broad because that's as much as you know in the moment. Yeah. But then you take an example. And for me, I often take an example the moment that I'm triggered and I step back and try to evaluate what was triggering me specifically. What was triggering about this? And once you can define that, then it's easier to say, OK, partner, OK, husband, yeah. OK, wife. Um I don't feel valued, and what that looks like for me is X, Y, and Z. 
And I think although that takes a little bit more work, self-work, inventory, it is so much easier to go to your spouse and say, this is what this is what I mean. So and in fairness, sometimes the words aren't there at the beginning. Oh, 100 percent. Melissa and I, before we got to vulnerable and what that meant for us, it was we don't really talk. We don't even talk talk anymore. I feel like we don't have deep conversations. And I'm like, okay. So what is, what is deep? Do we want to talk for four or five hours? Yes. And this is, though, what Kev would do, though. God bless your heart, because he would be trying, y'all. He'd be trying so hard. And I would be like, this ain't it, but I know he's trying. We'd be in the bed. He would say, turn your phone off and tell me your deep, darkest secrets. <laughs> and I would be like, sir, I know that this is the attempt. I recognize that this oh. is the attempt to meet the need that I just told you I was going unmet yesterday. This also. And I also would do my eyes like that too. Yes. This, please tell me more about your deepest, darkest dreams. Deepest, darkest dreams? (laughs) And I think that's often what happens. And then your partner goes, it's this, it's this. Your partner then ends up frustrated because they feel like they're trying. Then yeah, you're then frustrated. Be like, oh, this ain't working. Then I turn over and be like, fine, then I'll never ask you another question again. Right. And exactly. I'll tell you what my dreams are to be a media empire person, uh, a stand up comedian, to have my own merch company. And I, I know I'm going to use ShipStation to sell that. Come on, sir. You know, because we got the stage crew. Bex, toss me that jacket. Boom. Stage crew. Uh, actually, I don't, regular people don't even know this is out yet. Show stage em, crew pre order for this windbreaker. Okay. This is, we we did a pre-order. This is going to be fulfilled. Let me turn around. Stage crew here. Okay. We had a whole window. And you know how this is getting shipped out? Ship, Ship station. station. And when I go out to the public, it's going to be very limited. And we're going to have it as um, Amazon, Etsy, uh, my website. Your website and all that is type of stuff. My website. ShipStation funnels that all in, down. And you can print the labels, do all the stuff, make it easy for yourself, labels are not cheap and shipping is not easy unless you're using ShipStation. Correct. Ship more in less time. Just use my offer code LOVE. LOVE. That's L-O-V-E to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in LOVE. Love. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code LOVE. Love. Make ship happen. Also, while we're here, we're going to tell you about Audible because I have a book club where we read books on occasion. This book that I need to announce, can we go into Kevin and do that today, that we will be reading Lovey's book. Professional Troublemaker. Lovey J.E. Jones. Please make sure you say both, okay? Uh, Matter of fact, dropped I'm her, her book. Thing too. Yes, and she dropped her book. I believe it's dropped today, and it's available on Audible. And Lovey is actually an author. Um, And I always say that there are very specific authors that I recommend that you audio listen to their book over actually physically reading because the experience of listening to that author say their book is just a different experience. Yes, especially Lovey, who has a very comedic voice. Exactly. 
She gives you the comedy. She that. gives you the inflection. She gives you the pauses that you know are for comedic effect. Um, and she's just a phenomenal writer, to be honest. And her book drops today, Black Girl Magic. I love it. The name of the book is not called Black Girl Magic. The name of the book is called Professional Troublemaker. Um, and if you follow her on um, Instagram, then you know she has taken a lot of time writing this book. She tells us or has been updating us with the whole process. And she's super proud of it. I'm actually really proud of how proud she is of the book, if that makes sense. Um, really super excited for her. And I'm going to try to get her in a book club. Yeah, I'm going to try to. She already came once. I'm going to try to get it again. Um, so yeah, that's the name of the book that we will be listening to this month. And it is called Troublemaker, Professional Troublemaker by uh, Lovey Ajayi Jones. Did I say her last name correctly? Ajayi. Yeah, Ajayi. Um, so visit audible.com slash love hour. Or text Love Hour to 500-500. Visit audible.com slash Love Hour. Or text Love Hour to 500-500. Also, the Audible app is free and can be installed on smartphones and tablets. And they offer thousands of titles, podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performance, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. Visit audible.com slash Love Hour. Or text Love Hour to 500 500 next question can you speak okay here's one can you speak on your most recent post and talk about how insults to kev offend you oh you you pull them questions this morning still. well last night and people were still posting oh, okay got it i think that well this is i want to make this like twofold because i was actually thinking about this this morning that i understand and recognize that some of this is quite literally just jokes Mm -hmm. that i get funny haha we move on we have a good time no problem i think that those are completely fine i think they are the jokes that feel um like an insult and there isn't they aren't just for to be funny that I find offense in because why would I not be offended that you're essentially saying I married somebody ugly? Corny. It was corny that we was talking about. No, but the tin thing is not about corny. That's about looks. No, no. I, I think it used to be corny. I, I don't want to accept the ugly part of it. Okay, fine. <laughs> you can say that. But no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that, that people, there's, to me, there's, Fans like boy, it can be not as harsh a lot of times. Like boy, you out? She out of your league? Yeah, I don't be like not like how in the world either. did you get that? You are not nearly as attractive as she is. First of all, that's what I'm saying. That I'm the, pure sex. That energy is what I don't like. That's the energy that I don't like. Yeah. Um, I just think that it's. I think it's rude. You had a tech a TED. Ted talk. Yeah, I think that it is rude. And I also want it to be clear that like Kev, you know, he's the comedian here. He'll make jokes. He'll make content out of it. Ha ha. Everybody have a good time. But don't think that it's okay to bring that energy on my page. If you don't know what Melissa said, let me let you know. Why people think it's okay to insult him and compliment me is beyond me. His insult, my insult, period. D-N-T. He makes it content. I take it offensively. Don't do it here. Thank you for coming to my boundary setting TED Talk on the Dead Homies Cup. Say it again. And I got the blower on me right now. It's the effect. I got the blower in the passenger seat. I'll air this hoe out. Yeah. I just and that's think, on Crip. Yeah. I just think that also this is a um, 
more of a boundary setting year for me. Yeah, I get that. And so I do want to like just make it clear, like y'all have a good time on that page. Y'all go. Yo, Kiki over there. Y'all can Kiki over there. Have fun. Just don't feel the need to bring that energy over here and feel like that is a compliment to me. It is not. And I think that's the biggest yeah. thing is making sure that people listen. I used to say this too. Um, y'all can tell me this. I used to get this compliment all the time. And I used to think that it was so offensive. I'm actually curious to see what people say. Yes. So y'all let me know. Kev, my friend Shari and Sharice. Actually, they were like the only ones that I would have this conversation yeah. with. And they were like, Melissa, it's not, that's not an insult. And I'm like, no, low key, it is. This is, the, this is the compliment. Oh my God, you're so much prettier in person. <laughs> and Melissa took offense to that. That is not a compliment. Thank you. I don't think people mean that. If you can't hear Bex, she said, do that. <laughs> does that mean I'd be looking ugly? I think a person can find you pretty on Instagram and then see you in real life and be like, oh, you're even prettier than you are on. That's how I interpret it. Not like, oh, you're to me. If they didn't think you're pretty, they're like, oh, you're actually pretty. That means I didn't find you pretty. That's how it sounds like. But you're prettier means I acknowledge the pretty first. But in real life, the pictures don't do you justice. The vibes, the vibes are. The vibes are, and this is almost like verbatim the quote I would I've heard a lot, especially when we were on tour. I would be like, please just don't come up to me. <laughs> Literally, just please don't come up to me. You're so much prettier in person. Patreon is with you. I think it's rude. Not a compliment. I don't well, I shouldn't say I think it's rude because I understand that the intent is not an insult. Yeah. So that I get that you don't mean it to be an insult. But I'm telling you, after you hear it so many times. No, that part I get. You kind of are like, so what are y'all trying to tell me? <laughs> I, and a lot of times I think people mean well and they don't they don't know how it comes across. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think understanding um, the intent. And sometimes, you know, you can miss that, you know, because my own insecurities also interpreting what you're saying that's as true. well. That's out. Of, that's just straight that's up insecurity. True. That's true. You latch it also what? That's the straight up insecurity. Yeah. So absolutely, that's coloring the way I'm interpreting this as well. But after you hear it, like, because you can also just times, say somebody in the Patreon just said people don't know how to word their stuff. Someone could just say you are so pretty. Yes. And that is even though I thought you were prettier or pretty on. You're like you are. Save you are that, so pretty. Save the. Save the. The uh, the adage for your group chat. Well, I think people are trying to. I, <laughs> I saw Melissa. She's so much prettier in person. That yeah, she do be taking ugly pictures. Chad, that's how I imagine that conversation going. Wait, you save that the, for your the, group their chat. person and the response. Correct. <laughs> I play I play alto tenor sax. Uh, alto tenor sax. Alto tenor. Uh, what's the other one? Soprano. Don't get that I don't. Oh my god. No, I think it kind of stems from the same type of like I'm trying to uh, compliment you but it's a backhanded insult backhanded when hear, compliment when you hear um, you're pretty for a, 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 a dark skinned girl that I don't see no compliment in that I, but I genuinely think people thought at one time that was a compliment I agree yeah but I I, I, I agree with that sentiment but I don't I don't agree with that compliment yeah I don't either I'm, I've actually never been told that either either the white woman said you're a pretty color girl, though. She did say that. She mm-hmm. did call me. When a she worked girl. in the she worked in the sticks in Washington, 
or you went to the bank and some people were like, I had to come into town to, to come to the bank. And that white, old white woman called her and said, <laughs> I had spoken to the pretty colored woman. I don't, re- I don't remember her name, but I spoke to this pretty colored girl. Colored girl in the year 2000 or something? Like, the colored girl. For colored girls who think and the balance meanwhile, is I'm the one on the phone. I was like, it was me. I'm, I'm the colored girl Oh, wait, girl she's here. talking. Yeah, she was talking to me. About you? Yes. I answered the phone. I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking to this pretty colored girl because she wanted to talk to me again. She didn't recognize my colored voice. Lisa had her code switch voice on. Listen. What branch was that? Uh, Puyallup. Oh, yeah. Damn people. Listen, let me tell you what. Them country parts of Washington, MAGA country. Oh, yeah, for sure. You, I'm talking about farms and when you wear camouflage, is your regular clothes? Bruh. Carhartt, when you ain't at work, dangerous clothing choice. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for colored girls. Um, another question. I got this one a lot, so I'm going to ask it. Have you made the final decision on the fate of the love hour? What's so interesting is I get probably three emails a week since that episode. Really? About from people asking me, have have I either made a decision or saying like, you know, please, please pray about it. Please pray about it. They God, always, tell it like, we need please, it. <laughs> please, please play about it though, maybe. Which I appreciate because it lets me know that I have put content out there that is yes. like worthy. And especially with... Or valuable is a better word than worthy. That's valuable. Um, but the other thing is that included often in those emails is is uh, you've helped my marriage in a way that I don't think you recognize. Well, good luck on the rest of it. We're on to other stuff. I think that that is probably, while we're talking about compliments, one of the biggest compliments that you can give someone, especially me as a person that considers myself a teacher and putting out information that's valuable. I think that that's, you know, one of the yeah. biggest uh, uh, compliments that you that I can receive. With that said, no, I haven't made a decision. I am definitely still leaning toward this being the end uh, for sure, but I haven't made a decision and I'm not forcing myself to make a decision sit in that because it's march and it wouldn't happen until low December key anyway. though low key though it's already march i don't feel like that i really i said bruh oh since the pandemic yeah. lit I'm, I'm surprised our q2 is next month first of all la coronavirus cases are down from like 50,000 50, a day to like 3,500. That seemed like the fall at most. We were locked down. First of all, we were locked down most of all last year. Is my stomach up? <sighs> Why would you lift it up? But we got locked down again basically from Thanksgiving yeah. till two weeks ago. Yeah. Basically. Valentine's Day. Literally two yeah. weeks ago. Uh, and for a while there, there was no... Like positive response, it yeah. was still there was 50, no light 000. at the end of the tunnel. And then all of oh, it was a vaccine. Yeah, well, vaccines start coming out, and those rollouts start happening, and in, and the combination with being locked down after that, and it dropped. But the point I bring up is the kids' school was like you're going back in April 12th, and I was ah, oh, it's all April. And then I looked, and I was like, wait, it's already March. Yeah, March did. But that's also dumb, kind of because school is over the first week of June, so it's just like. Yeah. What's the point? They have Being them going there, back basically all that for, right for another after six weeks? Cri- or, uh, spring spring break. break. Yeah, right for after For like spring break. eight weeks. Yeah. 
they gonna because they need that money. I, I get why, but it's also like, bro, at this point. I definitely thought they were going to close out the school year and then just start in the fall, but whatever. Uh, But yeah, so the, the, the answer is that more likely than not, but I haven't made a decision and I'm waiting for, um, I don't have a piece about it. And I think that's what I'm waiting for. A piece about stopping? Yes. Or a piece about stopping? I, I feel like I'm in a clear, this thought has been on my mind for a while so i vocalized it but i don't feel like this is what needs to happen i just kind of still feel like i'm in this kind of space my my opinion that's my opinion i think you might and this isn't to sway you either way i think there is is a world where you do it at your own leisure Mm. i think what Puts the pressure on seasonal seasonal and you might end up doing six weeks in a row and then be like, I don't have anything. What? And this is for me. This is for here's the thing. This is for dear Kev. All the podcasts. The blessing of ads is the guaranteed income. Mm -hmm. YouTube decides to monetize you, demonetize you. You have Patreon or don't. The tension is you also have to record and you have to record for an hour Mm -hmm. and then you have to find an episode. And the hardest part of creating is having to do it when you feel like you ain't got nothing. Right. Like, um, and if you say, okay, I got, I want to do a series. I want to do sex month. I want to talk about this. You can do it and release it on your podcast, on your YouTube, Facebook, the same way you do it. But then if you have a week or two where you don't have like this today, when we do questions, it's like, man, we ain't really got nothing. Correct. And and most people don't mind them because some of the, some of these have been my favorite episodes. Yeah. But if you could just be like, man, we had like three or four episodes because I'm what I know is going to happen. You're going to see a couple or somebody you're going to be excited to do something. And I feel like you feel like it has to be all or nothing. I either I'm doing the love hour every week or I'm not doing it at all. And I feel like a That's lot of content creators, you'd be like, oh, this person, Malcolm Marie, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this segment. I want to have this person on, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that's the glory of YouTube and podcasting is if you don't have the ads, you can do it whenever yeah. you want to. And I think maybe that's a hybrid model where if you – because I do feel like there's a lot of value we bring to it and people have been, like, thanking us. But also people, you know, just I love y'all. I love y'all. People who don't create at this level, this consistently, oftentimes don't understand the burden of doing it for so time. You'd be like, bro, I'm tired. I don't want to do. I don't have nothing to say. No. Yeah. And you don't want to be putting up crap just to put it up. No, no, no. And I wouldn't do that. But, yeah, I think that uh, seasonal is something I might be toying with. I I don't know. I really I really don't know. I uh, vocalized it because it's 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 honest. It's genuine. It's what I'm feeling in this moment. But I haven't made a decision. But once I do, I'll, I'll be sure to let everybody know. But at this point, I haven't made a decision. And I'm not forcing myself. This is the reason why. When we went through the... Um, house stuff there were decisions that i made in a rush and then immediately regretted it yeah and i mean i immediately regretted it and i don't want to put myself in that i hated that position so i still hate it to this day because things still didn't work out quite the way that i wanted them to um but it taught me to trust my gut yep and to slow down i trust my gut do not do not make decisions in haste when you don't have to. Whose timeline am I on? Listen, Jack, somebody in the comments just said Jackiana basically said the same thing. She did. She sure did. Yeah. First of all, I'm so glad I like found her, put you onto her and Beck. I'm so grateful. Um, I'm so, so love. 
I mean, for dark-skinned women, who else did we have before we had Jackie? I mean, she's just an icon. For deep tones? Oh, my gosh. She was there. Um, So appreciative. But she was like, bro, I'm tired of this. Kept saving my life. (laughs) And I also want to build lavishly Jackie. And you can see she still has the same creative energy. It's just going into something she wants to create. Yeah. I love Dear Kev, but when I got them same questions, I was like, I won't take my eye. Josh sure. was here. You was trying to, to stop my- it in the middle. I was like, Audio Boom, I will give y'all the money back. Please. I will die. <laughs> Luckily, I figured out that I could read. Yeah. I could Shoot. do something. There you go. <laughs> Greg, take it out. <laughs> Luckily, I found a workaround. But creatively, I think. You should always be inspired to create because mm-hmm. it takes too much energy to do it out of a place of, you know, lack or not desire. And it always shows. That's why when the boys were acting, I remember because Joe was just not wanting to do it. And I remember being like, baby boy, you don't have to do this ever. But acting is not one of them things that you can. It shows on your face. You don't want to be there. Absolutely. So if you don't want to do this, then we're going to just stop. It's so interesting. You brought him up. We were talking about um, kids last night raising them specifically. And trying to find the balance between this new age parenting that we're doing and ensuring that our kids don't turn out um, stubborn, they don't turn out selfish, and they don't turn out it's my way or the highway. Listen. And finding that balance. It's so tough, right? Because you work so hard for your kids to have it all, right? Safety, nice clothes, nice school, whatever. And then you give it to them and you're like, you don't know what I went through as a yeah. child. But and you even, don't appreciate but it. But even more than like the, I'm not even really talking about the physical things or like the material things. I'm talking about like character. Meaning you also are teaching them to like have a voice and understand what your boundaries are. Yeah. And if you don't want to hug me, even though I want to hug you, I'm going to not hug you. Oh yeah, we're going to teach you your love language. Then you want to know what they are? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so then it's you. like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to honor those boundaries. I'm going to honor that you whatever i'm gonna honor those things because those are important and we were told be seen not heard as a kid you didn't have a voice and that was you didn't pay no bills so shut up so like those things so teaching your kids you do have a voice you do have an opinion you do if something's telling you an internal boundary telling you "Ah, ah, ah," honor that say something speak up and then you're also like okay but first of all this isn't your world Okay, so that's first of all. I need you to be clear that there are other options out here. And it's not your way or no way. I need you to understand that. Trying to find that balance is like, ooh, how do I make sure that you honor your boundaries and you don't people please, but also recognize sometimes you do need to be accommodating. Right. Like, how do I make sure you understand both of those things? We also, I personally struggle with just having the means to buy them what they need when they need it. Like, just... Now, I mean, one thing about the kids not being in school is school is a good indicator of when you need new clothes because you get dressed every day. These kids, pandemic school, be draws heavy, shorts heavy. So Melissa just bought the boys a whole bunch of clothes. And I was like, I saw them. It's just a whole bunch. I mean, you ain't go crazy. Just like some Adidas stuff, some champion stuff, because, you know, they just home. And I was like, man, you really just it's even weird to just be able to buy them what they need when they need it without having to worry about it and uh for us it was like you get what i can give you when you can get it i got new clothes at the beginning of the school year and at the beginning of the school year literally (laughs) and i mean because our parents didn't we you bought all that stuff online yeah just click 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 i literally remember getting clothes at the beginning of the school year and they were school clothes yeah and then your outside clothes were last year's school clothes Mm mm-hmm and then you had church clothes. That was it. That was our whole wardrobe. That was my whole wardrobe. I remember going in 
to um, I hate it pennies oh and the yes. husky section of pennies and getting them same husky jeans year after year you, you go get them get, get two good pair of husky jeans from pennies you know I wish we could buy them online because at least the husky section was a click you can now yeah especially with honey I mean shopping online is so much simpler. Now with Honey and saving money is even more simple because, listen, I don't be checking for the coupons. No. But I do like when I go shopping and I just scan my rewards card and the price just drops, Honey is the online version of that. I just remember Joshua was like, I use Honey and it really did save me some money for real. And I was like, yeah, it be doing it. Did it really? Listen, Honey be out here saving wallets. That's all I'm saying. I didn't even know you could do that. That extension in your yeah. browser? All you do is add the extension in your browser, and then she does the work for you, child. Like, literally, she's the one scouring the internet on your behalf, saying, hey, girl, you want to save 25%? I got you, boo. You want to save $5 off shopping? I mean, shipping? No worries. I got you, boo. Like, that's how that's uh, how, honey, that how Honey talks Yeah, that's how she talks I got you, me. boo? Yeah, she'd be like, where are you at, girl? Oh, you on this website? Give me just a second. I'm going to just go go find you a coupon real quick. And then she come back, like, boom. Bye, <laughs> Bayaka. Nobody says that? Booyaka. Booyaka? Liz is always just right there. You are always so very close to the culture. To just be that one. You was in studying, and you just mispronounced the one part. But you got the you know, good Bayaka grade. sounds way better than booyaka. Just a whoa. A whoa. A whoa. It's not this? It is turning a car. Is that what you do? You channel a steering wheel? Yeah, it's turning the car. And then you just You can't stop. go both ways. No, it's, that's when you park. No, baby. Your turn, woe, turn, your, park. Your woe is, your arms are going different. <laughs> Forget y'all. The point is that honey be out here finding you the coins, okay? Then she'd be automatically applying them at checkout. Uh, if you don't already have honey, you can be straight up. Straight up. Missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installed in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash love. Love. That's joinhoney.com slash love. Love. Booyaka. Bayaka. Bayaka. Now I'm confusion. Okay, anything else on that? Nah, you good. All right. Next question is... Okay, what's the biggest argument that you've had that you laugh about today? Yeah, that's I, we've never got that that's question a great before. Great question. Okay, answer. I have one. What is it? Because yesterday we were watching uh, The Bachelor, which is our Monday routine, and we were talking about someone through a phone. <sighs> or I don't know how it came up, but that's these are the conversations that we have, and. Uh, one of the biggest arguments we had is this is at the time that BBM was really popular on BlackBerry, Boy. BlackBerry Messenger. So, yeah, on BlackBerry. <laughs> and Kevin had this friend that he would text every day. Well, all no, day. no I'm going to tell my side. No. You can tell yours later. Nope. I'm the only witness on the stand. He would text. Objection. Leading herself. Shut up. <laughs> Whatever they say. Denied. Removed. Sustained. Overruled. The point is shut up. Uh. He would text this woman every single day on BBM, like straight up, like good morning, like that kind of stuff. They would text all day, while, even while he was at work. I'm on the stand. Thank you very much. So finally, I because I'm who I am is who I am. I still didn't really like social media back then. And at the time, social media was BBM. 
And so when I finally was able to like see his phone and he was doing this, I was like, yo, like this is kind of like inappropriate again. Some may call it insecurity. I say that's a boundary that's crossed. I don't like it. I want you to stop. So he told me he stopped. He did not stop. So then later I saw his phone again and the girl put in i'm going through the the bbm thread whatever text message thread and she was like what's happening like i haven't heard from you in a while and i was like well first of all how often were you texting her bbm and her whatever that a few days is like an alarm that we haven't talked like you shouldn't be talking to nobody that much except for me like i don't understand then it was something about like some perfume, something, a wallet was left. This is the part that gets real hazy. I'll let him tell that side of the story. I'm the only one that actually remembers the so, verbatim what no, happened. No, no, This is where Kevin lies to you guys. Oh my God. I'm Look on the get argument right now. I, the, maybe we don't laugh about this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm at the way that our house was in Washington. The, uh, it was a small little house. The kitchen was here and then there was steps leading upstairs. So I'm on the stairs coming down. Kev's in the kitchen. I said, you lied or something like that. You and threw the phone. You are so wrong. You are so wrong. That's not what happened. No. Uh, Your Honor, can I get on the stand? Denied. (laughs) This is what happened. That's not at all. Whatever he's about to tell you is not true. Josh, Rebecca. Go and tell you a little story. Patreon, listen to me. I was in the shower. No, you weren't. Yes, you. Are you talking about when I was going through it? Yes. Yeah, but when I threw it at you, I you had were in the just, kitchen. No, you did yes, not. Yes, it is. I had because just I threw it like this, hey. and it almost broke. The, uh, hit the cabinet. No, Melissa, he, you threw. I, I remember. First of all, life. I had the violence done to me, so obviously it sticks in my mind. I had a shower, this a towel over me. This isn't true. I come out the shower. You were just in the oh, bedroom. This is a lie. I, I come out. You were in the kitchen. She hurls the blackberry at my face. This we agree at. I duck and hit it, the cabinet you know the, in the kitchen. It hit the bathroom door, and the cabinets in the bathroom door is the same color, and that's where your mind is messed up. No, no, that's you remember when your when mind. Bush, I was you remember on when the George stairs. Bush got the shoe throw at him? Remember George, that was me, George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was for clarity. She said, I hear no laughing. Right. I don't know if the girl it's not funny to you. It is funny to me. She's right. Blackberry Although Messenger was domestic violence hush. is not funny. I'm on the stand now. I said domestic violence is not that funny. Yeah, but also hush. I'm on the stand. Uh, <laughs> no, that's the wrong one for me. No, for, for me. Oh, oh okay. Got it, got it. I was beaming a lot of people every day. This is the last. This is. Finish the <laughs> I was beaming, BBMing a whole bunch of people. Every day. This is pre-social media good. Yeah. I think Facebook was around, but it didn't have no messenger thing. We wasn't, it wasn't popping. I don't even remember if it was. <coughs> I was BBMing people from all over the country. I did BBM this girl every day, though. But I BBM a lot of people every day, but I talked to her the most. <coughs> she also was in our plays. You're giving <coughs> too much detail. No, I'm not. I'm going to tell you why you threw the uh, phone at me. She rode in the car with us, with someone else, and or Jay, somebody, she thought she left her wallet in my car. The text that Melissa saw before her eyes turned bloodshot <laughs> was, had you seen my wallet, I might have left it in your car. I said, what does it look like? She said, Kenneth Cole. Correct. I said, thank you. 
Melissa's mind, enraged, read, I like your perfume. <laughs> what is it? Kenneth Cole. That's the part that's fuzzy. That's the part of truth. This is the First part where I, I won't. Kenneth Cole makes perfume for women or not, but in Melissa's mind. No, like, actually, no. I was thinking she said she's like the smell of your cologne. Oh, BBM Kenneth is Blackberry Messenger. Ah, uh, but why would she be? How would she be answering what my smell was? I heard, I read she liked the smell of your cologne. What was it? Kenneth Cole. But but she said Kenneth Cole. That's why no, it's confusing. That's why I'm saying this part of the that's story is fuzzy. That's because you were reading. No. You read this with rage, so you saw. This Thank is the you, part I Kenneth will actually Cole. admit. Your mind was like, you Kenneth like cologne. Kenneth Cole was read. Cologne may have been there. I don't know. I admit when I don't remember. All I know is I threw the phone. From the stairs, that was that Toledo energy. Her family from Toledo, and they are violent. And that part of her had never been unlocked. And she threw that. I said, "Oh, that Toledo been there the whole time. (laughs) Oh, that Bradshaw blood boils hot." Uh, That's when I realized this woman is out of her mind. Therefore, I must be inside of my mind. Hit that girl back like you gonna get us both killed. (laughs) Don't ever hit me up again, ever. Went and got an android. Not an Android. I did. I got an HTC. I don't want no BBM. Don't contact me. Uh, but yes, uh, we've talked about this before. Yeah, I don't, no, we have. We have. I don't remember laughing about it. Um, uh, I'm Melissa laughing now. Pissed. Are you? <laughs> so what's that? When do we get to laughing? Uh, no. <laughs> it's only awkward because Kev is lying on his portion of the story. Oh, I. This so is what, a, a terrible story for me. I do myself no justice by trying to make myself better. All I'm doing is telling the truth. I'm completely in the wrong here. I own that. Okay, we can I just want to be truth, truthfully wrong. And I'm not even talking about talking to her or not talking to her. Put me in the bathroom because that's where I was. <laughs> the kitchen. I, <laughs> this is what I'm upset about. You got the locations all mixed up. That's not where you were. Anyway, next question is how did we meet Danny? And I'm tr- I'm going to listen, homegirl. Yeah, we will have her on the podcast eventually. I, I'm not gonna. What. Danny Rose crazy as a Betsy bug. She's so crazy. I'm crazy as a road lizard. <laughs> Danny is the best. <laughs> Danny is. Wi- I'm wild. Angel is wild. Danny is wild. <laughs> she yes, is. I be. Like, I love her. Girl, for it. You can't. I mean, we met. I don't know. You can tell how we met. We met uh, via DM. Uh, she moved out here in July of last year, May of last year, right before, right around the pandemic time. Yeah, I feel like we, we we definitely cooked at her house for a oh, Labor Day thing. So that's in but September. I think we did it. No, it was somebody's birthday. It was August. We missed, we were late to McKinley's birthday. Okay, so, so it was then, August. So she did move out here in July or June. Yeah, somewhere around there. Anyway, she moved out here during the pandemic. She DM'd me. I was following her because actually, if you remember during the pandemic, I was cooking. Um, I made a pineapple upside down, a Hennessy pineapple upside down pound cake. And first of all, it was fire. It was so good. I've made it like three times. It was Danny's recipe. And so what happened was I would have her in the background, like while I'm cooking the stuff. And I'm like, who is this crazy? If you've listened to Danny's uh, uh, tutorials, you know, she'd be like, uh-uh, 
put that Caucasian sugar. Make sure it's salted. Uh-uh. Don't have me in the group chat talking about this ain't seasoned. Like, that's that ain't That ain't sopped up. That ain't sopped up. It got to be sopped up over here. That's daddy. That's daddy. Yeah, praise God. Now, quick story. Quick aside. When we were shooting the Busta Rhymes music video, Danny is behind the camera, like giving Melissa, girl, do this. Yes, the she, best. She's mirroring Danny. I'm literally mirroring Danny. From the camera. Danny pursing her lips together and stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, what now? Because right, she's so down. good at it. She really is. So anyway, she slid. Um, I was already following her because I was just like in love with this like over the top bubbly personality. And so um, I didn't realize at the time she was following us as well. So she slid in my DMs and was like, hey, I'm moving out to L.A. I Does really want to. DMs have a sexual connotation? You can slide in on the plutonic. Okay. 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 Uh, she met me in my DMs. And I was going to say she DM'd me. DM'd me. Sure. And she was just like, um, I want to do a video with you and your husband. I just moved out to LA. Whatever. That's how we met. But from there, Danny will tell you she's not a people person. She's absolutely a people person. So immediately she was like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> like immediately we just became friends like we went to her house shortly after and she Listen, did the fish I'm, fry i got hooked on danny rose we went to her house she made fried fish and seafood potato salad we got to her house and the food was ready it was and so, we was oh. on time and i'm talking about fries coming out of the grease yes and i said first of all yes blacks do not yes ever be ready and you know we've been friends ever since we literally that is melissa's I, Talk to Danny Homie. almost daily, if not in reality, every single day. I see her just about every single weekend. Sometimes she was just at my house last night. Like literally, Listen, she was over Joe, my house last Joe, night. Joe was like, "I'm finna go bed. I need it quiet." Yes. In here. Uh, Riley stays the night. She'll go to my sister's house. Like it's totally a, a freaking thing at this point. But I love her for. I'm always attracted to friends who are like the exact opposite of who I am, and Danny is the exact opposite. Somebody in the comments said, Danny will bring out Missy. Seriously. No, she bring out Mercedes. Yes, yes, Mercedes yes. Yes, yeah. Mercedes absolutely. is Danny Rose's cousin. Yes. She was down at the juke joint. Missy is rich auntie. Mercedes is reckless young buck. Mercedes is a city girl. Yes, Mercedes is a city that girl. That went to Spelman, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's who, like, Danny is. And I just I just love her for it. She's a great time. And, like, quite literally, the person that you see on the tutorials, if you ever watch one of her tutorials, is, <laughs> is literally who she is in real life. First of all, somebody said in the comments, Kev is hooked on the food. This, this is your friend with the seafood, Max. You all right with me? <laughs> First of all, this woman cannot cook nothing wrong. No. Danny doesn't miss. She did Taco Tuesday. First of all, just randomly a Tuesday or two ago was yeah. like, girl, friend, I feel like make some tacos. Literally. This girl was over our house with every vegetable. She she had tacos. She had uh, shrimp tacos. Yes. Chicken. And beef. beef. She made guacamole. And it was fire. She made a margarita that was amazing. Oh, yes. Gosh. And she made these margaritas. First of all, I don't like the original margarita mix. Not a big fan. It's not my favorite. But a Danny Rosarita? She made it. She mixed it with pineapple juice. This girl can make some drinks, but I, too. She had, what's her favorite uh, tequila? Casamigos. She got this. Nigga, there's a funny tweet. This girl said, yeah. Yes. She said, Casamigos to his Casamigo. <laughs> 
First of all, that sounds like a Jasmine Sullivan. Duh. Bodies on bodies Yeah, but she made um, everything was fire. She made the tortillas, like Danny. And when she cooks, like it, everything just be good. Like she literally does not miss. Everything is good. And then she'll do, and she's super sweet too. She's like really, really thoughtful. She, when we were actually shooting that day, at the end of it, I don't know if I can tell y'all this. Let me not say it because I don't know if I can actually. It might, I don't know if it's uh, she's doing a brand deal. Yeah, so I won't say it. Anyways, the point is I adore her. Um, she's super, super sweet and just really thoughtful. And literally the person that you see on social media with that big bubbly catch. Me and Rebecca say something in the milk ain't clean <laughs> solely because of Danny. She's this is one funny story and then we're going to move on from Danny. Okay. It was Danny's first year in L.A. for her birthday in October of last year. <laughs> and so I'm trying to be a good friend. And I'm like, she can't leave. Like, we need to do something big for her birthday. So we, like, hired a bartender, had food catered. And I have balloons up in the house because she tells me she's 40. So I bought all of these 40 balloons, decor, whatever. A month ago. We have a great time, by the way. We did. Had a Danny's birthday is in October, right? Yes. Danny's birthday is in October. <laughs> Probably a month, six weeks ago, Danny says. No, no, no. I said, oh. man, remember your birthday party, Danny? We had yeah. a great time. She said, I've been meaning to tell y'all. <laughs> I, I turned 35. <laughs> She's not 40. I was born in 30 or 87 or 85. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am, why would you tell me that you were turning 40? She had me 40 balloons up and let it rock for, for months. And let it rock for months. She was like, I really meant to tell y'all because you know I'm not a liar, but like I didn't know how to tell y'all. And then she was like, I was just joking, but then I came and y'all had 40 on the thing. I was like, Well, shoot, I can't tell them that. I'll tell them tomorrow. And that was months ago. That was four months ago. <laughs> So, yes, we still laugh about that to this day. Go ahead, Kev. <laughs> just, that's just the funniest thing to me. But, man, Danny is... She she's is, old soul. She be saying great, old though. stuff. She is hilarious. She's full of great phrases. She's good for Melissa. She will pull yeah. you out of her shell. And she's just crazy. <laughs> she is insane, man. That girl is... I'd be like... I'd be saying reckless stuff. No, she came to our house the other day, and we had a car parked in front of our house for Bruh. weeks. Yes. So the was, people had went out of town. Yes. And parked their car on the street. If, yes. Directly across from us. He had a stupid car in front of my house. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you because I, I'm going to step on you. Go. Danny is over our house shooting stuff for the app. I think Patreon was watching this day. Mm. And we were complaining about it. Because the dude. Okay. So it's two dudes who live together. Maybe your father and son. I don't know the relationship. But the one dude has been out of town and he hasn't been back actually. Yeah. But the other dude had came back. They were gone. He was gone for a minute. So I'm like, okay, when I see the dude who comes back, I'm gonna be like, my man, what's yeah. up? He hadn't come back yet. Danny heard one of us being like, man, that neighbor car. Well, the is still thing over is, there. every time she would come over, everybody would be like, that car is still there. That car is still there. Yes, no, it's not. It was parked in the most inconvenient spot in front of our house. So when Becca comes over, Joshua comes, over, Danny comes over, it makes it hard for them for them to park. Yes. So Danny goes over to their house. Can y'all move this car? 
y'all don't need to be over here. Tahir came back. I was like, Kev, Danny, Danny Rose went. She, I was like, Danny, I'm going to come with you. She's like, no, 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 because that becomes a mob. Don't. I'll take care of it. You saw the man open the door. Look, she pointed. Next thing I know, the car was gone. And Danny Rose all of 5'3". If that. She's seven oh foot God. energy. She carried big stick. And I was like, dang, Danny, I, I couldn't even stop her. No, she was across the street before I knew it because I was like, well, let me put my shoes on. Let me go as well. She was like, no, 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 I got this. That girl cracked crazy, up. But that car ain't been back since. He moved in front of then their driveway, which is where it should have been to I was just going to be petty and park my car in front of his. Hello? For a month. What? Actually, that's probably good enough. Uh, anything else we should add here? <laughs> that was great. Nope, nope. I nope, missed nope. it. I missed it, nope, so I'm just moving. Happened. Okay, so guess what? <laughs> Follow Stovetop Kisses on Instagram, on YouTube. She has amazing recipes. Uh, I tell her this all the time as well. Do her recipes and then think about what Danny would do to the recipe and then make it that way. Yeah. Because Danny B, you know, cooks, all they know is that's about a cup. But it sometimes it'd be three quarters of a cup. Sometimes it'd be a cup and a little bit more. But it's hard to say that. Because I'd be like, Danny, I've watched you cook. You do about what your recipes say. But Man. it don't be exactly what your recipes say. So, like, just know that, too. Just know that going in. Because she's a real life. Danny is a real life cook. Like, she knows what she's doing. And so she just be like. This is actually Asimo. funny. SMO. While we Stop. close, Danny, we argued about this for about 20 minutes. Danny believes, and I'd love you guys' opinion, only people from the South oh, can make that. soul food. Danny does not believe that if you are not raised in the South, you can make it. I said, Danny, if you who now live in L.A. but are all Southed up, she is. your daughter learns from you. She won't be able to cook. She was like, nope. She's a California girl now, Kev. She's going to be on that mayonnaise. <laughs> so, do you put, like, as I said, Danny, all pretty much black people descended from the South. We yeah. all from all over yes. got to Chicago, LA, ain't nothing but people who left from Mississippi and Alabama trying to flee the Jim Crow South. They done took their recipes with them. I believe as long as your roots are from the South, which basically everybody black is, you go there. What do y'all think? They're saying they agree with her. Becca shook her head the Becca whole time. Becca said no the whole time. That's a southist. It's elitist of the south. No. That's different, though. Uh, Rebecca's question was, okay, would you have oh, gumbo? Oh, wait, perfect, you have to let gumbo. people know they can't hear you. Okay, Rebecca said, okay, my bad. You're right. Rebecca said, would you have gumbo from somebody who lives in L.A.? Watch this. No. You live in L.A. I moved to L.A. 2.58 seconds. Which is my point. No. Rebecca's making a terrible argument without a microphone. I want y'all to know that Rebecca made gumbo for Christmas. My racial slur. <laughs> it was so good. It was fire. It was very good. Somebody on Patreon, Courtney, said it's something about being born and raised in Southern air. <laughs> 
you got to have the heat of the humidity and the frustration and racism got to be thick and you got to be like, man, I got to make something for my family. Yes. I'm waiting for you to make them Creole dishes. Rebecca be posted on her Instagram. Look at me making you know what I want Creole you to dish. You made salmon croquettes. They're, I don't all there. I'll be hitting the missing. You ain't made them in a minute. What we need to do is a potluck and I need to make that um, pound cake. It's fire. I it's with Hennessy in it. But the Moscato, uh, the Moscato pound cake, mm-hmm. the drunken strawberry Moscato, I, it's, it's good every time. Rebecca that is I don't from miss. New Orleans. Um, she was, where were you born, Bex? Bex was born in El Paso like me. She is my cousin, really, not black cousin. She is my for real. Her, mom's, her mom and my mom are sisters. She lived in New Orleans. She has the same mom, same dad. Wait, wait, my, wait, wait. You're, you're. Oh, our parents have the same mom, same dad. Our granddad went on to have more children, but this crop, there was Ruth was getting taken down. Um, so, she moved to New Orleans until Hurricane Katrina, I believe, and then like most people knew, a lot of people knew, not most. She re- relocated to Houston, so she went to college there, and then she moved to LA. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. yeah. How many years did you live in New Orleans? Half of my life. That's what I thought. Teach me how to say, baby. I need me a cold drink. Baby. All right, that's it, y'all. Introduce me to Tank and the Bankers. <laughs> All right, we love y'all, man. All right. Patreon, we'll see you guys on Friday for a bonus episode with me and Angel at 10 p- or 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. here. I apologize, Joshua. Just treating Joshua Any type of way. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I forgot.